0: Welcome to this week's episode of Slugcast. As always, y'all know my name is Cynthia, and I'm curious, um, how many of you here at UCSC are attending with a scholarship, a loan, or if you've already completely paid off school? Um, In my case, I'm having some financial aid to help me pay off some of the schooling. However, I'm probably still gonna have to um, owe the school some money because I can't completely afford all the tuition. However, owing some of the money for me is completely worth it as this has actually been my dream school since I was a youngin' in high school. Of course, as y'all know, um, I was rejected when I applied as a high school senior, but I worked my way through community college here in Whittier in Southern California. to finally be here at my dream school. And it's totally worth it where I've had a really good experience even though my first year has been completely online. Um, I'm hoping that my next year going back up in fall 2021 is going to basically be me living the dream of doing my coursework, and also being in the campus I've been wanting to attend to for the past years, um, even as a teenager that I wanted to be here. So, totally worth it. And as always, I'd like to remind y'all that we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com. Now, this week's topic is actually very, very special as we've got two guest speakers talking about the program that we're going to be discussing today. Um, the first speaker is Lucy Rojas, who is actually the Assistant Vice Chancellor and the Chief of Staff of the Division of Student Affairs and Success. And the second guest that we have coming on this week with a bit of a word is Lydia jenkins lakowski She is the Special Assistant to the Assistant Vice-Counselor and the the Chief of Staff. And we've also got a couple of words from Brianna Downey, who is the chair of the program we're going to be discussing today, which is the Student The Advisory Committee, or more simply known as SFAC. Now, y'all might be wondering to yourselves, what is SVAC? And simply put, this is an advising group that focuses and works alongside the Vice Chancellor for Student Affairs and Success, or the VCSAS, in making direct funding recommendations. They also focus on budget allocations and the use of the student fees that we're charged in our tuition cost that go to a multitude of campus services and programs. So, you might also be wondering, okay, what other stuff do they do? So, they predominantly focus on bringing in student input into decisions of where the money of the student services fee, the student programs fee, campus-based fees, and some miscellaneous fees go. So, there are a couple of things that they're also involved in. So, you might be wondering to yourself, well, what does SVAC do with the VCSAS? app? they provide. So pretty much what SFAC also does is that they help keep the student body in check that they tend to the manners pertaining with the student fees. They also help continue the study of programs supported by the student services fee, the student programs fee, and or other fees that are supported by the miscellaneous fees. They also Most importantly, recommend funding priorities for the VCSAS, and they advise the VCSAS on other questions that might appear for students pertaining either campus-based fees and the programs and campus-based student academic support. So I know that I'm throwing around a lot of big words and also a lot of big things that they do. But y'all might be thinking to yourselves, well, what do the student fees consist of? So simply put, they consist of tuition, the student service fees, campus-based fees and referenda, and the miscellaneous and course fees. Now, SFAC, particularly focuses on the student services fees and they're the ones who have a hearsay in this little division. But of course, it's pretty important, I think, to cover a bit of a breakdown of what these different fees actually cover so we know what decisions the students are having a hearsay on. So... The one that we're going to be predominantly covering today and right now is going to be the student services fee. Um, What does that cover? So simply put, that fee covers your counseling, the mental health services, academic advising, tutoring services and assistance, cultural and recreational programs, and also capital improvements. Um, I think it's really interesting to see that this one fee that we just kinda pay and don't really know where it goes goes to a lot of different things. Um, if you want to check out a really full and extensive breakdown of the actual monetary amounts of the fees and their programs, I'll be attaching a link below to the Registrar Undergrad subpage within our school website, and there you can find a money like actual dollar breakdown for how much we're paying for each of these services. And I think it's really cool that you can see this so you know where your tuition is pretty much going. Now that we know a little bit more, a base idea at least of what this committee does, let's see who they consist of. So the people that are in this committee are appointed for two-year terms. It consists of 10 undergraduate students recommended by the SUA's Student Committee on Committees. It also consists of two graduate students recommended by the Graduate Student Association, one staff-at-large representative recommended by the Staff Advisory Board, one staff-at-large representative recommended by the Council of Provosts, and lastly, an additional non-voting member, such as an office representative of the Student Union Assembly, a representative of the Planning and Budget Office, and maybe an advisor from the Division of Student Affairs and Success. Now, there's a lot of decisions in the process of this committee, and it honestly reminds me a lot of what I did back in my community college student body for two years. We would make a lot of choices in regards of where we would allocate funds for the school year. We would also make a lot of choices when clubs and other programs would come to us Requesting funds from any miscellaneous money that we would have from the tuition that we would collect from all the students. Now, without further ado, I feel like I cannot explain all of this enough. And maybe we should actually hear from Lucy Rojas, who is the advisor for the committee for this year's SFAC. Hi Lucy, would you like to introduce yourself to the students out there and would you like to give us a little bit of a rundown of how you got this position and pretty much what you do here? Sure. Thank you, Cynthia. So
1: um, I'm Lucy Rojas, and I use she, her, and hers pronouns, and I've been working on campus for almost 18 years, and for about nine or 10 years of those, um, I've served as the advisor for the Student Fee Advisory Committee. Um, That's a portion of my, you know, a piece of my role. Um, Currently, I uh, work as the chief of staff for the Division of Student Affairs and Success, and um, I do a lot of behind-the-scenes support work for many of our departments that provide student services to students. Um, I work in the areas of budget and finance and facilities and human resources. I work really closely with our vice chancellor on day-to-day initiatives. Um, I also supervise um, some departments within our division and, um, and as I mentioned um, I also serve as the advisor for the student fee advisory committee, and um, it's one of the aspects of my work that I enjoy the most. Um, in my role as advisor, um, I work really closely with the chair and the vice chair each year, so that they um, have the support that they need to um, operate and um, you know govern the committee. Um, I provide um, support and advising around policy, around procedures, around sort of the history and the appropriateness of the the fees that um, the students have purview for allocating. Um, I also uh, provide um, logistical and operational support in terms of ensuring that, you know, every week we have minutes that are taken of the meetings that are posted publicly. Um, Also, my colleague Denise and I in our divisional office once the SFAC has made decisions about funding awards, um, we do all of the behind the scenes um, legwork in terms of ensuring that the departments that have received funding, they understand the requirements of how they apply the funding. Um, they work with us to be uh, to receive their funding transfers. Um, and we also keep track on behalf of the committee um, their, of their finances in terms of the budget that they have available
0: for funding every year um, and things like that. So that's, that's a little bit about what I do. Well, first off, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction and for giving us a really good rundown of what you do here at SFAC. Now, I noticed that you said that SFAC pretty much gives funding to services and programs offered here on campus. Now, I was curious about the student fees that were charged, and I noticed that you said that SFAC pretty much pretty much decides where these fees are allocated, so is there any way that you can give the students and also myself a bit of an example or examples of what these services and the programs are that this money is being allocated to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Cynthia. So, you know, when students pay, I'll give you a little bit of a kind of a macro level view first, and then I'll kind of get into the micro in terms of some of the programs and services that are funded. Um, So when you as a student pay your tuition, there's three components to the tuition that you pay. There is an educational fee, which pays for things like faculty salaries and the library and other sort of academic support activities, um, like advising, things like, that. Um, there is also a student services fee. That's a portion of the tuition and the student services fee are, um, are the, are the fees that are paid for outside the classroom support and engagement, um, services, things like counseling and psychological services and EOP and athletics and recreation and college programming and um, things like basic needs in the Dean of Students Office. And so these are support, um, Services that are paid for through your tuition or a portion, which is called student services fee. That's the that's the portion of the of the tuition that you pay that the student fee advisory committee has purview over for making um, uh, recommendations on and being consulted about. Um, the third sort of part of your tuition are campus-based fees or referenda, and those are fees that are specifically paid by UC Santa Cruz students for local activities. Um, all. Student- students across all UC campuses pay the tuition, the the educational fee and the student services fee I mentioned. Um, In terms of the role of SFAC, um, so SFAC has purview for the student services fee, and they um, also have responsibility every year for either uh, reviewing and um, holding accountable and checking in with departments that receive student services fee. Um, a lot of times those departments will come to SFAC to ask for advice or co- consulting about maybe new programs and services. Um, and then also every year, um, there is a, a portion of student services fee uh, that may be um, a result of over enrollment. So more money was collected in a certain year than is already allocated in permanent budgets. And so that funding comes to SFAC, and SFAC does a uh, a funding call process where they put out a call to all the eligible units and student organizations and they say, hey, you know, for example, this year the committee had $400,000 to allocate. So they put out a call, and they receive proposals, and then they make funding decisions um, based on a set of priorities that they establish um, every year. Um,
0: and that's a little bit about what the committee does and their role. Wow, well, it's honestly really fascinating to see how students have this kind of collaboration with staff to pretty much have a hearsay on what should be allocated and where things have their priorities. Now, it's also really interesting to see how students have a hearsay, since at the end of the day, pretty much they are the ones that are gonna be using these resources and services. So it is really good that this kind of committee is set in place because they're the ones who are receiving, they're the ones who are engaging with these services. So they should definitely have a say on okay, well, this is the service that we all kind of use the most as a student populace, so we should give more funding to that. Um, Now, you also did mention that there are some things that are given more priority than others. Is there any way that you can do an explanation or give a breakdown of how things are given priorities? Which one do you give more funding to? Which one do you decide that deserves the most money in this call?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is that is a great question, Cynthia. So at the beginning of each year, um, each academic year, uh, the committee convenes. And the SFAC is a, a committee that meets weekly throughout the academic year. And meetings are sometimes an hour and a half to two hours. And so it's a pretty significant commitment um, for a student member. Um, it is a paid um, committee appointment, um, which um, we can talk a little bit later about how to apply and get involved in SFAC. Um, Um, So at the beginning of each academic year, the committee um, first determines how much funding they have available for that year's funding call. Um, They will determine if they want to keep some of that in reserve um, for any emergencies, or if they want to maybe keep um, a small balance to carry forward to the next year, um, just in case, right? Because they never know year to year how much funding will be available for the call. Um, As a group, they discuss, um, and we usually do this through kind of structural structure activities and reflection activities about what are their individual priorities as students, you know, what are the priorities of the constituents that they represent. And so, you know, there are 10 student members each representing one of the colleges for undergrad and then there's two graduate student members. There's a faculty member and a staff person as well. And so we go through a series of activities where we, um, you know, consider, you know, what are the priorities? in any particular year. And then the group will decide and vote on how they wanna prioritize um, specific um, values, um, their values in the process. And then they tie those priorities to the, the application process and they tie uh, the priorities to the actual scoring process. So they, they have a scoring system when the proposals come in and then they, they, they score based on their priorities. Now this year, the committee through, um, this was like a few weeks of process, right? So they did individual reflections, they discussed as small groups and then as a large group and then determined their priorities and voted on them. So this year, the priorities in the call um, were um, any any services and programs that support mental health, that foster a deeper sense of community, that contribute to tutoring and student support and learning and educational resources, um, services and programs that uh, contribute to the retention of students, that serve students from historically disadvantaged communities. Um, that incorporate accessibility principles and universal design, and also that would incorporate physical safety measures given current COVID-19 policies and requirements. So these were the priorities that the committee set out this year in the process. Um, They had $400,000 to allocate this year, and the funding call went out in the fall, and the applications were due in January, and the committee is actually just finishing up making their um, decisions. Um, This week, actually, um, they meet on Tuesdays. I think, I think they're going to be done with their process tomorrow.
0: Wow, Well, I was really not expecting that breakdown, but it is really wonderful to see that the priorities for this year, considering the COVID-19 pandemic, were geared towards taking care of the students first, not just their mental health, but their health overall. And it's really nice to see as well that the priorities that you described and the ones that the students in conjunction with the vice chancellor decided on are applicable on or off campus. And that really makes me happy knowing that my tuition is going towards programs and resources that are really enriching and that it was made with students' voices being heard. Now, as As you all know, um, of course, I was in student body, and I personally feel that it's really important to have the student voice heard. Um, Now, I really want to know, not just for myself, unfortunately, I can't join anymore, but for the students out there, how can they join their respective committees to pretty much become part of SFAC? Um, Not just me, but I know a lot of students like me love having a say in what goes on in the school, and it is very important because the students are the ones experiencing everything there and they're the ones who this is all geared towards. So they should have a say in pretty much where all that they're paying towards goes to.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Cynthia. So, the so as I mentioned earlier, there are twelve uh, seats on S.F.A.C. that are uh, proportioned to students, and so there are ten undergraduate um, seats, one per college, and two for graduate students. And um, the, the the terms for S.F.A.C. are actually two year terms. So a student who's appointed is appointed to for a two year term, and the appointments are made for undergraduate students through the SUA a committee on committees and for graduate students the appointments are made through the graduate student association and so each year depending on whose term is expiring, you know, because there, there's not everybody's on the same two-year cycle, right? They're they're staggered. And so we reach out to the GSA and the um, SCOC to ask that they make appointments. Um, and so, and and uh, those appointments are made independent of SFAC. And so we receive the appointment from those committees. Students are then oriented and welcomed, you know, to the committee and trained. We have an orientation every fall where we take all members through um, a preparation. Um, and uh, instructional day, so they can learn about their role and learn about things like budget budget terminology and things like that. Um, I also want to highlight that SFAC is a paid um, committee represent uh, appointment, and so student representatives receive five hundred dollars per quarter um, for those two years, and the vice chair position is a stipend of seven hundred and fifty dollars per quarter, and the chair of SFA receives uh, twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Per quarter. Um, and so, and that, that there is a considerable commitment and list of um, things that the committee members are expected to do um, on a regular basis. We have weekly meetings throughout the academic year. Uh, committee members are also expected to do some kind of office hours or uh, maybe in, or hold like tabling events for within their community so that they can be reporting out about what happens in SFAC and collecting information. Um, and then finally, Um, the members are also expected to report back to their respective spaces. So for example, if you're a rep from Cowell, you're also expected to attend the Cal Senate meetings every week to share out you know, what's happening in SPAC and to bring information back to the committee. Um, and then for students who are interested in checking things out, the SPAC um, meetings are open to the public. And so they, they are available. Um, people can drop in. We've been having our meetings over Zoom throughout the year that we've been um, in remote um, instruction and remote um, services. Um, And also students can keep apprised of what's happening by reading the minutes. So all the minutes for the meetings are posted every week um, on our website. And the, the website is SFAC. Dot UCSC.edu, and there's a lot of great information there. You can also see um, the list of members and how to contact them. And finally, I want to plug that we do have a current opening. We have an opening for a Porter College representative. So if there are any Porter College students who are interested, please
0: reach out to SUA Committee on Committees and you can submit an application there. Wow. Well, thank you so much for all that information and a lot better put than when I had explained this earlier in the episode, but this brings me to pretty much my last two questions. And my first one actually being, if you could break this down into percentages about how much would you say that SBAC has input with the vice chancellor?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So regarding the funding call every year, Cynthia, the committee really does have, um, uh, really, uh, extensive purview and so meaning that you know I mentioned that they have $400,000 to allocate this year they're going to make their recommendations to the vice chancellor and it's very it's very infrequent if ever where the vice chancellor would um, change or 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 recommend any changes to any of the allocations so in that regard I would say the SBAC has almost complete purview over their funding process every year so that's the that's the first thing I would say Um, other than that you know, the vice chancellor routinely reaches out to the SFAC to give advice about, you know, programma- programmatic changes, um, new programs. Also, the SFAC is often um, reco- uh, referred Excuse me, consulted when it comes to issues around um, student facilities, student fee facilities, because there's a portion of the student services fee that also goes into a reserve to help with major maintenance or new facility projects. And so sfac is often consulted as well there. So I would say that this committee... In particular, um, it is looked at as a very serious um, recommending and advisory board, you know, to the to the vice chancellor. And um, you know, with the structure and the regular engagement that students have meeting, you know, two year term, they meet weekly. They become very, um, they become very good at this work. I, I just want to say that. And and this, it's a very I always describe this as a very high functioning committee.
0: It's so cool. Being able to know that this committee has such an impact in the decision that is made. uh, I feel like that's something pretty rare, especially just because they're handling a lot of big decisions in just where the money is going. Uh, It's really cool to see that. Now, that actually brings me to my last question. Now, I would have loved to join this if I was a first year or if I would have had more time. but. Does this, when you want to join SBAC, do you have to be a particular major or can you be any major? Because I feel that you would probably have to be like politics geared or like economics geared with this kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, Cynthia, you can be any major.
1: And so, you know, a student's particular academic discipline, what they're studying um, is not taken into consideration in the application process. Um, And I have to say, having um, a diverse Um, group of students from various divisions and from various academic disciplines is always very helpful when it comes time to thinking about questions and things from different perspectives. And so so the answer to your question is no. Um, There's no no particular uh, major that's required. Um, We do all the training that folks need in terms of understanding budget, terminology, and um, getting them tuned in and ready for their work. Um, There's a lot of um, questions that are asked. And so um,
0: we, yeah, so it's open to anyone. Well, thank you so much for all this wonderful information that you've been able to bring me and the rest of the listeners out there on this really cool program that I I'm not gonna say this enough I wish I could have joined this if I would have been here longer but uh this honestly sadly does bring us to the end but I did want to ask before you head out do you have any last words that you'd like to say to the listeners out there regarding the program or pretty much anything else Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Cynthia. I, you know, the last thing I want to say is that I think it's important as students to plug in um, wherever there are opportunities to be involved and to help guide, you know, how your fees are utilized, what they're invested in. And so whether it's you know, attending a college government meeting, getting involved with SUA, um, coming to SFAC, asking questions of your administrators. Um, you know, I encourage all students to be engaged, be informed and get involved. Um, and there really, you know, there are so many opportunities and um, we, we want to see students involved. And so um, I, that's what I would say as a final note.
0: Wow. Well, uh, I hope this was as cool for y'all as it was for me being able to hear from one of the current advisors to SFAC but I thought you know what I think it'd also be really cool to actually hear from somebody who served as chair for SFAC and their experiences of being part of this committee just kind of what they really enjoyed and what they loved about being there so the next interview we're gonna have is with Lydia Jenkins lakowski and she was actually last year's chair of SFAC
2: Yeah, hi, thank you so much for having me, Cynthia. I'm Lydia, Uh, she, her pronouns. I currently work um, at Staff in the Student Affairs and Success Divisional Office. And I am also an alum of UC Santa Cruz and I was the SFAC chair um, during my senior year at UC Santa Cruz. So I have some great memories with the committee. (laughs)
0: Wow, well, thank you so much for that, Lydia. That's really cool. Uh, I love the fact that you can be here and give us a little bit of input of pretty much what your experiences were being part of SFAC and being the acting chair. Now, first thing I wanna jump in and ask you is, what was the most memorable event or decision that you made with the students? Um, I wanna know. When you sent that over to the vice chancellor, what was like the most memorable thing that you thought this is something that's going to stick with me?
2: Yeah, I think that there's also always something really special when the committee votes to finalize its funding call. Um, my first year on the committee, we allocated $1.2 million in funding to different programs. Um, and that was, it's, it, it's so amazing and special to be able to have a say, um, to vote yes on these allocations and to support different kinds of programs and services around UC Santa Cruz, as well as be able to get that insight into what it means. Um, and then when I was a chair myself, you know, we went through the funding process as we do every year and it was really great to be able to both lead that process you know from the facilitation lens um, making sure you know people's voices are heard and allocating this money and then you know that final meeting i remember it was my last day as chair as well because i went on to graduate um, a few weeks later and leading the committee through that roll call vote i think that's really powerful and it's really nice to know that you know we had a say in how this funding was allocated we were able to show what students priorities looked like when we allocated all this funding to different programs at UCSC
0: Oh, well, that sounds honestly really nice. It's giving me flashbacks to definitely quite a bit of meetings that I had when I was back in student body back in community college where... Oh man, we would make some decisions that when we would, especially when clubs would come and ask us for funding and we would decide on the approval of that funding and when we let them know that, yeah, we're giving y'all the money that you requested and completely. And that means that all the students who are requesting this are going to get exactly what they asked for. And seeing the reactions of realizing that they're gonna have complete funding for the rest of the year and they're not gonna have to go and make do or like try to find somewhere else to complete their funding needs it honestly was such a satisfying feeling and it made me feel really happy so it's really cool that you've we can kind of got that in common there so next thing that I'm curious about um for just kind of like even for students who are interested in applying after hearing what we talked about with Lucy, um, is what was like the most predominant trait that you saw within the students who were part of SFAC? Like, were they like really engaged, really hands-on? They were going out there and really being like pushing something. What kind of traits are you looking for, for those incoming applicants?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say students who kept an open mind about everything was probably something that really stood out to me. I think, you know, SFAC, you know, we are, you know, a decision making body. We do make decisions and recommendations and we meet about a lot of topics that's going on, you know, at the university, even at the system wide level. But I think it's also such a big learning experience as well. You learn all these different terms, like um, what's a fund source and what is the student services fee versus measure seven, all things that you say a lot when you're an SFAC. Um, and keeping an open mind to have that kind of lens of you're gonna learn new things. Um, you're gonna learn a lot about how university budgets work, about how student fees work. Um, you'll learn a lot about the shared governance process as you are in a space. So I'd say students um, who might want to you know, just get an experience and keep an open mind about everything they're gonna learn and be able to say in the space. I think that's you know, one of the best things that you can take into the committee.
0: Now, the last person we talked to, unfortunately we didn't get any audio for this one, but I am gonna be relaying all of the information that they shared with me, is this year's current SFAC chair, Brianna Downey. So they first joined SFAC back in the 2019-2020 academic year as one of the two grad student representatives and At the time that they joined, they were a second year graduate student and they were gradually getting a little bit more involved on campus. Now they had actually served as their department's representative to the GSA, which every department can nominate a representative for the GSA council for the two years. And they were the treasurer for the graduate student committee for that year. Um, so finally, after serving on SVAC for the year, she decided to run for the chair of the committee. And it's a position that they've gotten to hold for the 2020 through 2021 academic year. Now, they also really noted that they really love the time that they get to spend to be part of SVAC because They know all the corners of campus. They get to learn so much and interact with so many different people. And even though their specialty is fees, it allows them to hear from so many different programs, employees, and events in pretty much every unit of campus. So even though their committee is comprised mostly of students, it's really, they think that it is very cool to see that they are the ones who decide where these fees are applicated towards. And in addition to having the faculty and staff in their committee, which really allows the students to pick up some good practices on those people who become mentors in some way, Um, especially they note that Lucy, who is this year's SFAC advisor, um, they do an incredible job in sharing what she knows about the campus. Uh, She helps everybody there brainstorm solutions and pretty much thinking their way out of things. And they are a really big proponent of getting involved in campus via the committees and clubs and working here. They say that there's so many ways that a student can make a difference and learn about something even if you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes and they feel that SFAC has been a way of getting involved and unfortunately that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Slugcast. This was a really big Episode. Um, I want to thank Lucy. I want to thank Lydia. I want to thank Miss Downey for all three of them coming together and sharing all this information about this wonderful program that is being offered with student involvement. Uh, I really loved talking about this because it really made me feel connected to what I used to do back then. And I would love to be doing this now, but I'm hoping y'all out there. Take this opportunity to hopefully apply for this really cool program. And as always, you can check out more information and more content over Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com. I'm going to be also posting some links below where you can find more information directly about SBAC if this seems like the program for you. But of course, if you want to reach out to us and if you have any questions, you can find us over on our Instagram page or if you even want to communicate with us directly, you can always find our emails on the Division of Student Affairs and Success subpage on the UCSC website. And with that being all for this week, I'm hoping y'all have a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, a wonderful night wherever you may be, and we'll see you next week.